I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Welcome back to News Du Jour. If you're new here, I wanted to start off with the disclaimer that while we promise to be a calmer space to consume the news, that's not to say that bad stuff doesn't happen. And when it does, we're going to be here to tell you about it and acknowledge its seriousness. However, we believe there's a lot more than doom and gloom going on in the world. And we will report on a range of different topics from entertainment to business to politics to art and fashion and much more. Whatever the top stories of the day are, that is what we're excited to tell you about. We're glad you're here. Hey, you guys. So right here at the top of the episode, I wanted to remind you that today begins Trump's second impeachment trial. So obviously, I don't have anything to report on this yet as it is just beginning, but I wanted to let you guys know how I typically watch these things is simply by Googling live stream impeachment trial or something similar to that. It is not an exact science, but I typically will sort of hover over to videos um, on the Google search and that will give me a list of options. Um, I will do this on a ton of different news stations um, that will pop up because, you know, they're not going to have commentary during the actual footage of the trial. So it'll be the same no matter which news station you watch from. You know, they're all lined up in a gallery with their, you know, video cameras. So you're going to be seeing the same thing no matter which one you pick. I like to turn stuff like this on in the background when I'm doing something kind of mindless, like answering emails or making lunch. Um, Then if things heat up for some reason, I can always pause what I'm doing and watch a little bit more closely. But if you do not want to watch it or you can't because your job doesn't really allow for it, um, we will, of course, be here to break it down for you after the fact. Our Instagram stories also will give you guys really short, concise, static updates throughout the day for any big news um, that pops up. So it's a great place to watch if you're wanting to keep up with what's happening in a very passive way. You know, we're not going to tell you about every little thing that happens, but the important stuff that we think is is really important for you guys to know, that's what we'll let you know about. So if there's nothing on there, there's nothing really you need to worry about and, you know, just listen to the news du jour and you'll be caught up. As a reminder, though, in order to actually convict President Trump of inciting the January 6th riots, the Senate will need for 17 Republicans to essentially flip sides and agree with the Democrats that President Trump is guilty of this. This seems especially unlikely because 45 Republicans voted in saying that this impeachment trial itself is unconstitutional because Trump is no longer in office. 
So it's likely that they will all vote to not convict, um, which makes this trial in a lot of ways just a big old slap on the wrist rather than actually a practical move. But we'll see. Maybe the lawyer's case will be so convincing that 17 Republicans will change their minds. We'll have to wait and see. Also, as another reminder, this impeachment trial is all about the Capitol riots. It's not about anything else. Um, So that's what they're going to be focused on. So with that in mind, I wanted to give you guys a little, a couple little updates um, that I've kind of had on the back burner for stories for you guys that have a little bit more information on what happened at the riots. It's stuff that's come to light since things have cooled down a little bit. Um, So it's just a couple mini stories on that subject, just so that I feel like you guys are completely caught up before we get into all of this mess with the lawsuit about it. So number one, um, specific lawmakers were attacked. Um, For example, inside every congressional office, there is a panic button of sorts for situations where things have become dangerous. This could be for a variety of different reasons. Um, A lot of this type of protocol was actually put into place following the anthrax scares in the early 2000s. But that day, certain specific lawmakers' buttons were turned off or not working. Coincidence? Well, it's being looked into. AOC um, has also made some allegations about how she was specifically targeted and believes that other members of Congress may have disclosed her location so that the crowd could more quickly find her. It seems she also had a near-death experience that day, but could not say more on the subject due to an ongoing investigation into her specific incident that day. Another little tidbit I wanted to talk to you guys about was video footage of a woman being trampled to death and a police officer being beaten to death with a fire extinguisher have kind of changed the rhetoric about things as it has become obvious just from video footage that surfaced that this crowd really came to cause deadly harm and did not really care if they did. Um, The person who died is probably who died of being trampled is probably the least likely talked about from the Capitol riots. And her name was Roseanne Boyland. And she was a young woman who was literally trampled by the crowd and ended up dying. You know, of course, her specific uh, cause of death, I'm not really sure what it was, but she died following being severely trampled. Um, Despite the fact that she was too a Trump supporter, she lay dying on the steps with no one in the crowd really helping her. And there's literally footage of this incident and an onlooker who was live streaming this under the screen name The Villain Report coldly said on his live stream about that day, quote, By the time they decided to pick the person up and give them to a police officer, she had blue lips and blood coming out of her nose. I don't think that person will be revived. End quote. Literally hearing that just gives me chills because this person just watched another human being die and doesn't seem one bit bothered by it. He's just very cold. Like, I don't think she'll be revived. No big deal. 
The police ultimately dragged her dead body out of the crowd and she found found that she was indeed deceased after being trampled. Her brother said of the incident that, quote, the president's words incited a riot that killed four of his biggest fans, end quote. The next little tidbit I wanted to talk to you guys about was um, authorities were were and are really struggling with, you know, how to deal with the issue of white supremacy and similar anti-government groups that often align themselves with President Trump. For example, back in the days of 9-11, we saw those color-coded safety warnings go up, especially in airports. When there was a lot of buzz among terrorist circles that the FBI was detecting, they would raise the color to an orange or a red, and when things were calmer, they would lower it. But what did that really accomplish when you think about it? What did that, you know, so it's orange or it's red, you know, people were on alert anyway, and so it didn't really do very much. And it's a similar situation here with the dangers being posed by these extremist groups that are instead homegrown. How can we best warn people about their activity? And when we do, what are they, the general public, supposed to do about it? And it turns out that's kind of along the lines of what happened to the Capitol Hill police leading up to this riot. Although it was obviously their job to prevent this type of incident, they did get mixed messages from the intelligence agencies who did warn them about these groups, but actually labeled the chances of violence as, quote, improbable, highly improbable, or remote, end quote. So they were given a heads up that these people were coming, these extremist groups, but they were actually told that there were low odds of things getting violent. So they didn't do much to prepare. And well, you know the rest. So for our next story, McKinsey and Company settles for $600 million in a lawsuit. So, McKinsey and Company is a powerful consulting firm that was actively caught up in the opioid crisis. What they would do is simply give the pharmaceutical companies these advances, financial advances, with which to manufacture more of the drugs and thereby kind of speeding up their processes in making and distributing these drugs. They did so knowing that they would get their money back because there are millions of people chemically dependent on these drugs in this country. Obviously, this action was exploitative of the people on the other end of the drug, which was oftentimes ruining their lives by creating severe dependency and extreme addictions. So this company that essentially helped to bankroll America's opioid crisis just settled in a lawsuit for $600 million, as we mentioned. And even though that seems like a lot, honestly, they got off easy based on their role in this issue. And for our last story today, Christopher Plummer passes away. 
So, did you ever see the movie Sound of Music? Honestly, as Nate Archibald put it in Gossip Girl, it's great. It's got nuns and Nazis. And it's true. The movie is both sentimental and action-packed as the nine-person Von Trapp family attempts to outrun the Nazis' long reach into Austria. Meanwhile, the parents are falling in love um, after an improbable start. Anywho, the very dashing actor who played the father in Sound of Music, Captain Von Trapp, has passed away at the age of 91. In this film, he was the definition of tall, dark, and handsome, and only softened when he met Maria, a quirky nunnery dropout played by Julie Andrews. He had a number of other amazing roles after starting his career in the 1950s. He even won an Oscar for a role in Beginners in 2012. He acted on Broadway in his later years and was acting in films on into 2017. Anyway, if you have not seen Sound of Music, it's a long movie that requires a big bowl of popcorn and a long afternoon, but you will thoroughly enjoy it, and if you find yourself attracted to men, you will definitely fall in love with Captain Von Trapp by the end of the film. Even so many years later, it is very much worth the watch, and look out for the moment where he busts out his guitar and starts singing Edelweiss. Rest in peace, Mr. Plummer. And that's the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you with the quote, Inferior people will see you, and they will feel themselves wilting in your shadow. But do not shrink yourself to console them. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review on Apple Podcasts would mean the world to us and really help us be able to keep creating the news du jour for free for you guys. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, sugarfree underscore media on Twitter, and just sugarfreemedia, all one word, on TikTok. You can also subscribe to emails on our blog so that you get an alert every time we have a new post or an announcement, and that's at www.sugarfreemedia.co. Again, that's sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoie and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our sugar-free media logo is by Catherine Jezik Designs. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from oh. Oh.